Hello, Dave. Hi, Luke. Welcome to Slow Bear Fitzroy. Ooh. Have we? Have you been here since Slow Bear Fitzroy? Uh, downstairs, but this is my first time upstairs. This used to be, we used to record here quite a bit at Turo. And now they've kind of changed it around upstairs. I'm not going to lie, I quite like the changes upstairs. Uh-huh. It's less pressure to accommodate seating as it is, but that sort of makes it cosier, I think. It's very cosy. There's a free pool table over there, which uh, no doubt, we might have a game after this. Maybe so. Um, you want free pool. Some Beastie Boys playing on the old stereo. Yep. So it's pretty good. When was the last time you fought for your right to party? Every day. Yeah? Yeah. That's Wait, you pos- don't? That's Every sort day? of the ethos, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I'll take it. I'll get tired. Yeah, okay. I work out my partying like, requirements. Well, if you give the man an inch to take away your partying rights, right. he's just going to take a mile. Okay. And, I feel like there's so much fighting for rights to party going on. Yeah. But I feel like someone else is picking up this like where I'm being So me, this there. is why I'm having to do so much more yeah, fighting I guess for so. my right to party. I guess Our so. right to party, we yeah, should yeah. say. The collective right to party. Hey, should we do some news? Sure. It's just us two today, by the way. Yeah. If uh listeners hadn't hadn't twigged and a solo show I haven't really planned much, but I've got a lot of but news. But I mean this is the first show after Good Beer Week slash Gab, so that always provides a little bit of a conversation. Sure does. Now, our friends at Bright are doing a Darker Days Festival. Oh, and in, I saw winter, it, in summer they do Brighter Days. Yeah, no, and I, I, I saw the email and just kind of put it to the back of my mind. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of festivals going on these days. Yeah. But then I, I kind of had a quick glance at it the other day. It seems like there's a lot happening. They've got, um, I think there's some gin involved. There's a bunch of brewers. Probably got the there's chocolate some, and the... the Bright chocolate involved, I think I saw. Yeah, bright chocolate. I there. looked for Sixpence Coffee, but I didn't see them. Are they doing anything? Uh, I don't think so. But no. there's yeah, some cider. There's a, there's a gender chiller. I can't remember who they were. But yeah, it looks yeah, like a lot I of fun. I remember James mentioning something about the, the gin. Yeah, festival. so if you're, I think it's first of July or, or that weekend. Yeah, so I think I'm, uh, the reason why I couldn't go is I'm going to be away that weekend anyway. So yeah. um, that's a bit of a bummer, but it looks pretty fun though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They've got a marquee, so if you're in the neighbourhood or need a need a bloody winter getaway, go to Bright. Why not? Stop off at Bridge Road on First, the way. I mean, you've just done all your taxes, I assume. Yeah. So, Celebrate uh, your taxes. Absolutely. Celebrate the end of financial year. Did you see the CBAA changing their name? Yes. So the craft beer. Oh, should we talk about the beer that we're before we go too far down the road? Yeah. We've got a beer. Uh, Hashtag freebie from Mountain Goat. I think today's the uh, the launch? launch date of it, so we're celebrating cool. in style. Yeah, so this is uh, Silence of the Rees, which is, I think, Alana's last name. The one of the, Is that right? I think that's her last name, one of the brewers. Uh, coconut porter, there's a little bit of chocolate in there. Gee, it smells like a bounty. It smells really good. Uh, Mountain Goat have been hitting their rare breeds out of the park Absolutely lately. Right. This is a, technically an inbreed. From them, oh, right. um, which is just means it's one of their sort of brewer teams in the rare breeds, just kind of a group effort. Dave, what do you think? It tastes like a bounty. I got a flash of, I got a big flash of cherry ripe, but then I realised it was cherry ripe minus the cherry, which is a bounty. Quite nice. Yeah, it's, it's um, it's nice and dry. It's not it's sweet. Not, it's dry. It's kind of a lot though. Mm. It's a lot mm. going on. I mean, mm. it's, it's delicious. I am a little bit. Glad there was split in the bottle though. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably struggle through a bottle unless I had maybe a game of footy 
in a fireplace. In yeah, front of me or and gonna- a um, maybe some sort of uh, lemony tart dessert, oh, yeah. like a lemon cheesecake or something like that. Yeah. Why don't we see more lemon? Because whenever I drink a stout, and people say, "Oh, match this with a bloody chocolate brownie or a chocolate mousse." All I can think of is like lemon granita, yeah, well, lemon cheesecake. Sort of complementary matches are good, but I mean, I always like contrasting matches. Yeah, like, I uh, a bit more. Yeah, I think lemon, lemon and chocolate. Yeah, I fucking love lemon desserts. Yeah, I like it. This is really flavoursome. Yeah, it's a bounty bar. Good work. Uh, I feel uh, you haven't given me anything on bounty. Do you know if you had? Bounties I know what a bounty before? is. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you don't know what a bounty is. I do. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah, okay. we have uh, bounties. I think is a universal bar. Yeah. Okay. It's not like a. Trying to think of a New Zealand a buzz bar in New Zealand. Yeah, okay. That sounds like one of those nonsense New Zealand uh, buzz bars are pretty good. Okay, all right. Uh, I can't think of an Australian specific one. Anyway, uh, yeah, Mountain Goat. I don't know. I've written a ton about them recently, or well, a while back, but they continue Keep up to the good put work. out really good beers. Yep. So next item on the list: CBIA IBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, Craft Beer Industry Association here in Australia are changing their name to the Independent. Brewery Association. Yeah, off the back of the uh, independent yeah. change. Independent um, Brewers Association. I should have written it down properly. Sorry, Chris. Something like that, yeah. Uh, but, but you, got, you got the crucial part. Yeah. yeah. I fucking wrote a thousand words on it, so I should. Anyway, um, I think it's a good move. I think the reasoning um, in all the interviews, and I, I spoke to both Peter and Chris. Um, so Peter's the, was she the chairperson, and Chris is the executive. Uh, and yeah, their reasoning was was spot on. I thought, it, and it's basically, it's about getting together people that don't have the same access that Lion or yeah, right. um, CUB. I thought like, it was a pretty straightforward. Yeah, um, people. There, I still have seen people within the industry and people commentating commenting on the industry saying that, you know, oh, but now they've decided we're not craft. And again, they're at many pains. They've gone out of their way to say this is not. It's not about craft beer. It's yeah. about getting together people well, that don't have yeah. tap access to try and improve that situation. Um, it's a bit of a shame that I guess it gets painted that way and it's about having a diverse market. I sort of understand a little bit the sense of like there's quite a good, like it's a it's a good and helpful group there um, and for someone who's like-minded, even if they're part of a big company to then be excluded from that, I sort mm. of understand it but – Come on, you've got the access, you've got the resources. Well, I think White 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 Rabbit's probably my favourite example at the moment where they're putting out just absolute – and Mountain Goat are probably the same. They're putting out absolutely home runs. Teaser for the, for the conversation ahead, I think one of the best like little sl- sl- uh, slices of gabs for me was going through the wares at the White Rabbit stall. Yeah, cool. I don't think I did that. It was great. Everything tasted great. Um, so, you know, it's – and knowing knowing the people that work there and brew there, which we, we do pretty yep. well, um, I know that they just love beer mm. and they love good beer. I just think that the maturity of the industry at the moment has moved past. It's moved. It's more than. But we're all about good beer. Yeah, got it. Definitely. Yeah, got it. We no appreciate that. that. You're not. Yeah, we know it, and you're killing it, and we love it. We we want to have a diverse marketplace, and by combining small brewers together. It gives me a chance to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. That's all I have on the IBA. Anything else for you? No, no. That's all we need to say, I think. Belgian Beer Cafe are doing – remember this time last year we chatted to Nick Klaus, yeah. a.k.a. Santa from the Belgian Beer Cafe, 
Uh, he messaged me. That was a good show. Yeah, it was good. Uh, it was good to chat to Nick. And they're doing another Belgian Beer Day event. Um, I can't remember the, the name of the national Belgian holiday. I probably should have written that down. Uh, but he's got a lot more brewers on board this year. Um, so what, there was sort of like half a dozen last year, right? Yeah, I think so. And if I recall correctly, it was like the gist of it was that they were all brewing a Bel- Belgian style or just inspired beer for the event. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, inspired by Belgium. Uh, That's heaps of fun. I'm a big fan of that kind of, you know, I'm obviously a big fan of, of Belgium, but that let's try and do something as a nod to what Belgium has given us in the beer world. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so the breweries that are going to be there, there's seven involved. Uh, Valhalla, the, the contract brewery from down Geelong Way. Hop Nation, Bad Shepherd, Holgate, Red Hill, West City and Three Ravens. Good group. Yeah. I would I would really like to see, um, I think, Red Hill. Those guys love doing a traditional style. Too right. Uh, Three Ravens. I know Brendan loves Belgian beers. So, yeah, that'll be really interesting. Goose Island. Have you noticed the hat that I'm wearing, Dave? I have, yeah. I'm wearing a Goose Island hat. Uh, it's earned you the nickname Goose. Over no, the last I don't few think weeks. it has. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't think anyone's called me Goose. Uh, uh, since you've had the hat, I think most people that see you regularly have been referring to you as the Goose. No, that's not something that's happening. So I went up to a Goose Island dinner in Sydney. They flew me up. Hashtag oh, mega freebie. What do you call that? Flew me up, paid for my accommodation. Freebie. And the Goose flies home for the winter. Yeah. Yep, gave me a free hat, gave me a free T-shirt. The fucking hat is... It is a pretty good hat, yeah. Oh, my God, I love this hat. The T-shirt, also amazing. Yeah, why? What's it about uh, It's just comfy. Okay. Lordy, it's comfy. So, yeah, they're, they're obviously coming into the market hard if they're flying someone like me up there. They flew Nick um, from the Crafty Pint over to the US, to Chicago, for, to Chicago to spend a week. You might have seen on the Crafty Pint, they've done a, I think it was... 10,000 words almost, right. a lot of words so far um, about the sort of what Goose Island are doing. Um, I've commented on that as well, so I, it's a pretty interesting read. Uh, I really liked the beer Sophie. Did you try any of their beers? I tried Sophie. I tried, what's the cherry one? Lolita. I enjoyed that. Yep. Uh, one other one I enjoyed there. The, the, the champion, eh, I could give or take. The champion. What do they call it? The mid-strength session ale. The, 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 just the oh, session midway. Ale. Midway. Yeah. yeah. So that's not a beer that they brew. They've, in oh, terms of- that's going to be their, their um, highlight. spearhead. Yeah, yeah. In, moving into this market. Well, so that beer has existed in the US, but as a higher ABV. Right. And you seem surprised by the song. Yeah, it's just a little bit off-brand. Okay. Oh, have you need to listen to the whole album License to L? No, I haven't. Yeah. It's a pretty fun album. Okay. I haven't heard this song for a long time. Uh, so, yeah, they never actually really brewed that beer in the US market as it is coming into the Australian market. I don't love the idea of the Australian market coming in as, as Goose Island. They've got such an amazing, you know, we're all thinking about Bourbon County when they, when they announce. And then they come in with a session IPA and... They launched it at craft venues. Yeah. Uh, like the Catfish here in Melbourne. Yeah. And I can get that at, you know, I can get the same beer or a similar beer a lot of other places. Yeah. Um, like it seems like it. I'm with you. I just feel like that. I mean, it's not, it's not a, I'm, I'm not a genius. This is not a hot take. Like they're not pushing in for us. 
know what I mean? Yeah, but if if they if they're not, then why release it at Catfish? Oh yeah, I can understand that. But I just, yeah, I feel like they're going to get a positive uh, response that way if they pushed it at Young and Jackson's without like like if it was if it was too who their demographic's going to be. There's no splash in that. They're not making a splash at all. Um, so I don't know. I think it, it, I mean there was a kind of interesting stall at, Ga- at Gabs where they had that beer on tap that all the gen pop were, were tr- drinking and tasting, but they also had those bottles of other beers that were heaps more fun for people like us to- A multi-pronged drive. attack. Yeah. Uh, I have seen it popping up at venues that are kind of- what The midway? Yeah, yeah. kind of, um, for lack of a better word, mid- mid-tier craft venues. Midway venues. Know? So a venue that's not a craft beer venue, but you know you're going to get good yeah, beers right. there. Um, Saint and Rogue here in Melbourne- Emma went there and she was said she was drinking it all night. Um, she said it wasn't great. Like she didn't love it, but it was. Easily the best option there. Yeah. yeah. I had that experience uh, at an airport waiting for a flight. The only airport bar wherever I was near my terminal that had the basketball on as well. Had like a tap of Budweiser and a tap of Goose IPA that I'd never I never heard of it before, and I was just like, "Oh, hello, yeah, that works, yeah, yeah, um, yeah." So I think if it, if they replace, you know, the the fat yak tap, because it's AB and Bev, same yeah. same company, if they replace that tap with Goose Island, I think that will probably do you pretty think, well for them. Uh, with what we've seen, or do you think that they're doing a, a about face on fat yak? No, they'll keep fat yak, but I th- I think I guess sorry. What I'm what I mean is like. I know what you. I know what you mean. In, in that space, but that does that mean that there's too much? There's fat yak and goose midway. Around? I think they could probably do both. Yeah, quite okay. easily. Um, uh, the dinner was great. While I was in Sydney, though, I also visited Wildflower. Our friend Tofu was not, on yeah. second to last episode. A good one. Uh, his barrel rooms just opened. I don't. I feel uh, like everyone sh- loved that episode, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Good feedback very on that. Feedback for that. So uh, I feel like I shouldn't give Tofa any more publicity because he's had crazy amount of publicity. Oh, everything's been Tofa, Tofa, Tofa. Uh, AFR mentioned them. Um, the Max Allen. Yeah, I saw that actually. That. I did did read that. Um, articles in Broadsheet, Urban List. Everyone's talking about Tofa at the moment. He won't be able to keep up demand with yeah. his philosophy. I don't think. So the tap rooms now open. Or sorry, the barrel rooms now open. Um, but when I when I visited him, we had a couple of beers and then we went round to Batch, where he used to brew. I think he brews his work still at Batch. Um, first time at Batch Brewery, quite enjoyed that. There was an art installation or exhibition going in while I was there, uh, and then we went round to Grifter Brewhouse. Grifter was awesome. Yeah, really I believe that. Yeah, really nice brewery. The guys from East Coast Canning were there about to do a canning run. Um, really liked all the beers. Just the kind of place that I could sit at the bar or sit at a table with some friends and because Grifter do Big Sur, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Like that's a that yeah. was one of the first like West Coast IPAs that I thought, yes, this is this is right. They kind of go under the radar in Melbourne. Well, we, we don't, don't see them, yeah, that much. And do we see them at all? I don't think so. Yeah, because I remember I only drank that at a like an IPA event. Yeah, and I kind of I put them in the realm of Sydney breweries that I don't really know much about. But then, yeah, once visiting the tap room, I, I had a really good experience and enjoyed just sitting there having a beer. Also, I want to talk about my breakfast that I had in Sydney while I was there. Where'd you go? It's called Brewtown Newtown. Okay. I think they're famous. 
almost infamous, I guess. For what was your mood going in? You woke up, you hung felt over, hung over, lying in bed, looked at my phone. I want a good coffee. I like a good coffee. And I was like, good coffee, Newtown. Brewtown, Newtown came up, looked up their little broadsheet write up. It's like, yeah, I'm all over that. They are what almost turned me on. What off did you was, read in the write up that made you go, that's for me? Oh, they roast their own beans. Um, they a lot of micro lots, or um, they source their own beans from. Uh, different countries. Sure. So once I'm hearing micro lot sourcing beans, filter coffee, I'm in. in. And they're infamous for doing cruffins. No, okay. cronuts, sorry. Cronuts. I think they bought the cronut to Australia, which oh, right. almost turns me off. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Like I understand that, but I sort of feel like you're going to get a legit yeah, version yeah. of it if they if that's their thing. Yeah. So I went along. I had a, a steampunk coffee. Steampunk's this kind of filter coffee machine that also does tea and stuff. It's this insane looking thing. Uh, one of the best coffees I've ever had. Wow. The breakfast was probably the best breakfast I've ever had. Uh, it was daikon cakes. Best you e- ever had? Yeah. Daikon That's cakes with XO and beans and poached eggs and just interesting and tasty. Uh, and then I had a, I'd got some beans to take away and they were lovely. Uh, Brewtown, Newtown. Yeah. So all up, my trip, trip to Sydney courtesy of ABN Bev. Massive win. Thumbs up. Good job. Anything else on any of those breweries? Uh, well, I mean, I haven't been to Sydney for decades, so um, I can't touch it. I can't wear out of there. Brewtown, Newtown. Go get there. Go, yeah, I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be there in July. So awesome. yeah, I'm going it. to Brewtown, Newtown. I sat at the bar and everyone was chuffed that I got what I got. I think I ordered right by the uh, staff. Like it, it was like the staff pick. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Cavalier. Uh, making a bit of a push at the moment. They are, a bit of a rebrand. So yeah, they've rebranded. They've got many tap takeovers happening at the moment. I think there's like three or four Cavalier yeah, right. tap takeovers. So for anyone not in Victoria listening that don't know much about Cavalier, a bit of a uh, pioneer is not the right word, but like- An early brand. That early brand well. that I remember, I remember when they came onto the scene at one of the- Victorian tap takeover, no, Victorian microbrew showcase. They had the Cavalier Pale, the Cavalier Brown, and the Cavalier Weizen. And the Weizen was a massive hit for everyone. And the Pale was one that, I don't know if they still use Nelson Savine, but like it was a really great use of that hop in a pale ale. And they really like really exploded onto the scene and were sort of Hmm. champions for a little while. And then they, uh, at their facility in Dandenong, uh, sorry, where were we? In Derrimut. So we're uh, yeah. out west of Melbourne. Yeah, all those D suburbs yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. getting confused. Um, yeah, they sort of were the, uh, again, cutting edge of the whole leasing tanks out to other brewers to help them start their own brands. Yeah. And there were some really incredible beers coming out of their facility, not under their name. Mm. And it's we, we sort of, I, I didn't even see Cavalier for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And there was a, Time where pale and brown were not everywhere, but they were starting to pop up in yeah. a lot of places. Remember, had their brown ale on tap at a restaurant on Flinders Lane, which is no longer there. I can't remember the name of it, but we had a beef Wellington with thick Perfect. gravy. Uh, beef Wellington for two, thick gravy, brown ale. She's like, like I five or six years later, still remember that yeah. as one of the best things I've ever eaten and drank. Um, so yeah, they've rebranded, doing tap takeovers. There's New beers coming out, chocolate stout and uh, black and tan. I like the idea of that. Uh, so it's a blend of their pale and their imperial stout. 
I haven't had either, but yeah, interesting to see. Um, I'll I'll pick him up, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, interesting to see them got them coming back in a different form after twisting in the wind for a while. Because it also is funny, like at the time they came onto the scene and the time they are taking stock again and pushing again, it's a way different environment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You definitely. can't just re-release those three beers again. And their brand branding was looking a little bit tired. Very tired. Yeah. Um, and it's been looking tired for a while. So I think an update's overdue. So it'll be cool. interesting to see how it goes in the market. Speaking of uh, things looking good in the market. Okay. <laughs> Mubru. You see their new oh, cans? Oh, good Lord. The most gorgeous cans you've, you'll see. They're a work of art, aren't they? Um, so Mubru are releasing all their beers and cans on the back of their single hop Enigma doing um, really well in cans. Which you don't Was it Enigma? Yep. All oh, right. Uh, so they call, call it single hop, but it's Enigma. You see it in Dan Murphy's, but not really anywhere else. I don't recall seeing it anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I think I've only ever bought them from Dan Murphy's. Yeah. yeah. I love that beer. Great. Such a good beer. Yeah. I actually like all of their beers. I think they make really good beer and their cans just look. Schmick. Yeah. Uh, we had a conversation earlier about the fact that they look gorgeous and they're probably, the, it's the best packaged product I've ever seen, I think. Yeah. Uh, but you don't know what they are. Yeah, that's And that was fair. fine when there was only one product, but now there's, what, six? Yeah. Five or six products. Yeah. Um, and unless you, like, get up close or are familiar, you won't know what they are. But that doesn't detract from uh, how yeah. good they look, though. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it seems to be it's going to be an exercise in aesthetic. Will the aesthetic carry through to the consumer? I hope it does. I think uh, from what you've seen working a few shifts at... Otter's promise is that people are drawn to the attractive looking cans, right? Well, yeah, and I think I think if in a place like Otter's promise where people come in and we quite often engage, or we always engage the customer and have a chat, and they say, you know, say if we had their their single hop tins on the shelf, and they said, what's a easy drinking pale? Bang. Yeah, I'd point them to the, you know, I'd give them the range, tell them the stories, and I think that beer would look, it would stand out. Yep. Uh, it's also a great like multi that particular one such a good multi-purpose beer like standard night you want to have a nice pale pour into a glass fantastic yeah cold night watching the footy in cans yep. no worries yep. it just it, it it's a beer for all occasions i really like that beer i wish it yeah. was in more places send us some me. beers we just gave you a great little plug there <laughs> yeah. give us the bloody yeah. single hop yeah exactly constantly every quarter <laughs> uh rate beer did you see what happened with rate beer? Uh, I saw it. I saw. I looked at the overview of what went on, yep. and then I was totally overwhelmed by the amount of rate beer content in my feed. So I tapped out. Yeah, shit. There's a. It's a lot of inward navel gazing from the industry over this. So people that don't know, rate beer has been bought. Uh, yeah, a, a minority stake in rate beer. The the beer ratings website has been bought by ABNBev. Um, in October last year, I think it was the I and I've some I've sort of seen some of the, the behind the scenes of this because Good Beer Hunting broke the story. There's been a few things thrown at Good Beer Hunting because they have a relationship with AB InBev, but it's that's beside the point. Yeah. Completely independent of of any relationship, them breaking the story. Um, I can't believe the industry reaction to this. Like Dogfish Head have come out and said, "Take our beers off." You know, take our beers off rate beer, like we don't want whatever. Canteon did it, and then a few other smaller breweries started doing it. Some breweries place, is it? Yeah. Changing their, their their name of their beers and the 
in the back end to like troll the website. Like grow up a little bit. Yeah, I reckon Brewers, so. It doesn't really matter. Sure, right, uh, ABM Bev are going to get data from it. So, I don't love ABM Bev, even though I'm wearing a hat. But like, pick your battles, and I don't think this is the right battle. And to once pick. you put it out there, it's almost well, it's beyond your control. Yeah, yeah. it's a rate. It's an independent rating website. Yeah, independent of you. So, so sure, it's great that the consumers now have extra information. No worries. Yeah, but. It's it, it's a resource, and also, rate beer other than the annual awards doesn't seem to really register. Doesn't really tick the needle in you. No. I really like rate beer, though. I like their. I like. I remember it. when I first got into beer, I like looked at it. I never registered a username or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. But like, I you know what I what I found? I was a little bit like put off rate beer because when I was looking at it initially. I would look up beers that I'd heard of or liked or whatever, and I look at the reviews, and they all good or bad. They seem to always be the same rating. Yeah, right. Like I didn't, I didn't see the consistency of score. I think I used it for if a new brewery comes into market, say from the US or Europe, jump on Rate Beer and look at their beers. That's exactly what it should be for. Which yeah. is the highest. And then if I'm going to try anything from them, you go bang. I go. I'll try that one. Um, but other than that. And I don't think ABN, ABN, ABN Bev ownership of that's going to change how I use it. But I haven't used it for ages, so yeah. So what's the what, what do you think? What would they be scared of? Let's so say ABN Bev get all that data. What I do they do with it? And yeah, just also, I'm a data share phobe. Yeah. So okay. like, if anyone's going to be against it, it's me. But I'm trying to think of everyone that's giving the data is. They're providing it from all these people, right? I just I'm trying to figure out what the downside so is. The um, Brian Roth on Good Beer Hunting did a really good analysis of what they're buying, ABN Bev, and how that connects with each other. So they've bought a lot of beer distributors, homebrew shops. Oh, the, so Northern Brewer, the homebrew online homebrew thing in the US, and this, and he's sort of saying, you know, they're going to put together. What rates well, that can then flow on to their, what their product and then what they push in their homebrew shop and in their th- online distribution. Right. So it's kind so of. So they but, get a mass crowdsource feedback about what people are liking and they tailor their output to that. Is that terrible? No, it's good business. Yeah. It's capitalism, baby. Jump on board. If you, if you own a fucking tap room and. Everyone buys your pale ale and everyone says, oh, your pale ale's great. You brew more pale ale. Yeah. It's the same, and also, same thing. And also, if word gets around that your tap room has amazing pale ale all the time, uh, you're going to get target for someone bigger to buy you. Yeah. <laughs> <as well>. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, yeah, I, look, I'm mostly in, indifferent and I think that the industry reaction has been a little bit over, over the top. Garage Project, I'm moving on. I'm Who just moving straight away. Uh, we may have mentioned them once or twice oh, on the okay. show. They uh, promising. They uh, finally, or they, they've bought their own distribution into the country and mm-hmm. now we're seeing the first of those. From what I've seen, wholesale prices are a lot cheaper. So, and Garage Project are always, if when you're, when you're actually price conscious and you look at their prices, you think, shit, that's quite yeah. expensive. Yep. Uh, most New Zealand beers are. Yep. Uh, and the wholesale beers, looks like the six-pack price is going to come back, 
come down for their kind of core range stuff. Cool. Buy a few dollars, which for a six pack, a few dollars is the difference between twenty six and twenty two. Definitely. I don't recall what the, um, I can't remember what the price was, but I bought a fuzz box uh, hazy pale last weekend. Yeah, and it was fantastic. Speaking of hazy pails, we went to the hazy IPA launch at Three Ravens. Juicy IPA. Juicy IPA. Yeah. Juicy day. Juicy day. Uh, I love the can. The can looked great. It looks fantastic. I like the beer. I'm not sure if I love the style of New England IPA now that I've had time to consider it. What do you, what, what, what do you mean? I think I get why everyone hates it. Why the old guard hate it. Unpack it. Uh, I think I'm, in all, a lot of them I'm getting... Maybe I'm just getting kind of a thinness or not the bitterness that I quite like from an IPA. Right. And I, I really enjoy Juicy. I'll smash it down. Yeah. But I was drinking it last week after the launch and I was like, eh, I kind of just want an IPA now. I want a clean, yeah, I underst- clear... Crisp. I understand that. But I think... you mean, Like, I think the... New England IPA is going to be a particularly volatile style for uh, between good and bad. Yeah. So I hope that just like speeds up the process yeah, yeah. of getting rid of the shit and being left with some great examples. Because at Gab's, there was a lot on offer. Yep. And I tasted some fucking terrible ones. I had maybe four or five and three out of the five were straight garbage. Yep. I actually enjoyed the Three Ravens one quite a lot. I um, we just I just had the Akasha one uh, downstairs here at Slow Bear, which is a double version. I quite like that. Maybe a little bit too boozy for me, but tasty nonetheless. You said you enjoyed one. Uh, you might hear about that later on. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I really enjoyed the launch. I really like going to Three Ravens Brewery. Great place, eh? Yeah, it is. I had a great time. Um, I mean, I think we've already spruced it a bit, but I mean, I know it was Juicy Day, Yeah. but by the time I got there... All I wanted was Thornbury Lager. Yeah, yeah. Delicious. Yummy. Yeah. Delicious beer. <laughs> give us that fucking Thornbury Lager. Yeah, Delicious. give me the Thornbury Lager. I think that is... Oh, no. One more item. Uh, Mikey Z gave me a bit of a a bit of a direct message on Twitter. We've yeah. heard from him for a while. Beer and Barbecue Fest in Adelaide is looking pretty legit. Is it? It's happening... Oh, hang on. Is this the one that uh, Pirate Life were talking about yeah, last, last year? Yeah, yeah. So it's been a year since we've been to Adelaide. Yeah, Jesus. So it's happening uh, July twenty eighth. So okay, you've got a couple of months. Regurgitator are playing one of the nights. What? Uh, I don't know. Much Where is this, by the way? In Adelaide, one okay. Adelaide okay. Street, Adelaide. <laughs> All right, thanks. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's happening. Mikey's here. We pulling his hair out. No, I don't think he told me. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, it's in Adelaide. Google it. You'll plenty of time. Because it sounded fun last year when Jack was telling us about it. Yeah, and the the stalls there's a lot of local breweries, um, you know your Pirate Life, um, some big Melbourne breweries, yeah, Big Prancing Shed, Pony, Melbourne breweries going up for it. But there's also like uh, I think Van Stuffen have a stand. What? Fuller's have a stand. From like, some barbecue stuff from Melbourne, I know that Fancy Hanks are going up. Uh, and plus Regurgitator and live music. It sounds like it a sounds good awesome. time. Yeah. So. Yeah, get along if you uh, if you even if you're not from Adelaide, get up there. Yeah, right. Yeah. I feel like we should go. <laughs> also, Mikey Z was saying the new cans, uh, the mosaic and the stout cans from Pirate Life. They've got a new, quite a new design on them. Yep. And it says they look pretty good. Yeah, have you seen, said, you seen them? Yeah, yeah, they both look pretty good. And the mosaic, he said he got it fresh off the line. He said it was tasting great. Well, I had the mosaic at uh, Carwin Tap Takeover mm. of Pirate Life a few weeks yep. ago. 
great. Yeah, it's about time we gave Pirate Life a bit of a pump up. Pirate I know. There's this fledgling little brewery that uh, not many people are talking about. Hey, we're also we're going to announce – I think we're announcing it today. Uh, we're opening up a Patreon. Yeah. Give us your money. Please give us your money. It'll be great. Uh, I'll probably, we don't want to say too much about it now, but I'll put up a blog post before this podcast goes up. So go to the blog, check it out. Um, for a dollar a month, $12 a year – you can get something exclusive that no one else can get. Yeah. And there'll be content, like podcast content involved. Oh, no, for, I think that's. A oh, no, idea. sorry. I didn't mean just for the dollar. Yeah, event, yeah. But, um, um, and also, we're looking at doing some special events and some live shows. So it's going to be dope. Uh, what we're planning for our 100th episode, I think, is going to be like one of the greatest things. Yeah. I'm getting ahead of the myself. Abolishment of slavery. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Bradbury winning that gold medal because everyone fell over. Yep. Boo. Sliced bread. No. Yeah, I could take or leave it. Yeah. Uh, War and Peace. Garbage book. Exactly. Compared to what people are going to write about our 100th episode. All right. Let's get a top up of our beer. And Love to. we'll come back with some talk of Gabs. Ooh. And good beer week. Love it. Welcome back. Hope you all enjoyed that musical break we had there. You just ran down the last of the, the beers down to the uh, bar lady? Yes. We just brought some bottles to a bar, faux pas. So close to all, Newcastle. All we could do would be to give the bartender a little taste. And we've got our second beer, the Stone and Wood New Release Stone Beer, which mm. arrived in the mail today. It's dark. It's roasty. A little bit marmite A little bit on the nose, but... Uh, we're also drinking this probably quite warm. It hasn't been refrigerated at all since I got it. But um drink's really nice. Yep. I quite enjoy it. I would really like to eat something beefy with this. Yep. I was thinking the same thing. Oh, like a stew Some or kind a of stroganoff, yeah. Stroganoff. Delicious. So let's talk about Good Beer Week. What a good week it was, hey? Yeah, it was good. We, neither of us really got up to that much, but I feel like we got up to good things. Definitely, yeah. What did, what did you get up to? Uh, I kicked off my proceedings with um, the Monday night. I went to the uh, Dan Burns dinner at Stomping Grounds. The chef from Torst? Chef from Torst. No longer at Torst? No. Well, I, th- I don't know if he's there in official capacity, but now he's at Luxus or whatever. That's the same okay. property, I think, but it's a different uh, business. Yeah. Um, but great pedigree. He's been at Fat Duck and yeah, yeah. Noma and uh, Momofuku as well. So, um, how was the food? Food was spectacular. Nice. Uh, and he's a really, really warm character. Uh, we had a great seat uh, looking because the stomping ground kitchen's open, so you can see right in. And we had a great seat looking in, and we were a little bit. Ironically, annoyed at the fact that he seemed to be really nice to all the cooks, that he wasn't losing his mind, <laughs> or like like any it, great chefs should. I, we're not doing that anymore, though, are we? No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I've watched a lot of uh, chefs' table and mind of a chef. Yeah, and yeah. It's all none of them nice. seem to. They're yeah. all really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but who would have thought positive reinforcement is better than screaming and I yelling know. at people? Who would, yeah, I don't know. I'm not so sure about that. Uh, but the food was fantastic. Highlight dishes included, just like just uh, 
mackerel with some uh, roe that was just just popped. Yum. It was amazing. I like a roe. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great little garnish. Um, uh, can't remember what the dishes were right now, but the food was sublime though. It was so nice. good. Yeah. And the beers were good? Stomping ground beers, was it? Yeah, it was stomping ground beers with a couple of... I was the only person who didn't like the evil twin beer. Okay. Can't think of what it was at this juncture, but it was like a sour tart beer that was paired with something and like it was, I'm saying it was not good. Okay. And luckily I can't remember what it was, but the, um, the, uh, the final little, wasn't like the little, uh, the petty fours, if you want to call it that, yep. of the meal, um, came with some even more Jesus. Okay. Which is a uh, really good beer. Yeah. So yeah, nice. that was, that was good. But, uh, Stomping Ground had two saisons on offer, the market saison and the barrel-aged market mm. saison, which is done in a pinot barrel, if I'm not much yep. mistaken. Um, everyone lost their minds over the barrel-aged saison. The regular one is bang on. Nice. I couldn't recommend that more. I was talking to Steve and Asha about that. I was like- So both previous guests? Previous from, from guests Stomping of ours, Ground? yes. Uh they both said, yeah, they've had like Aber people through during the week or a couple of weeks ago before that. And the market saison was the one that all those guys were like, shit, yeah, this is really, really good. So I'd strongly recommend anyone in the area to go and check out some of that beer because I really had that on the last day of Gab's with some of the barley wine, washed rice, rind, washed rind oh, cheese. Oh, the uh, stomping ground yep. uh, stall, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hashtag freebie. Yep. Asha shouted me a free one of the, the beer, the saisons. And I sat in the quiet corner of Gaz by myself and ate the cheese and drank the beer and it was one, just of, one of those little moments, moments yeah, of just absolutely. life. Like, yeah. Uh, so it was a great experience. Um, uh, and then uh, my girlfriend insisted that we buy one of the books that, Dan was selling on the night as well. Yeah. So it's a great, it's a great cookbook. Um, it's a food and beer cookbook, half written by uh, Yeppe and half written by Dan. Cool. Um, so it's very cool. Um, and I had a flick through it. Some of the stuff looks amazing. And they've also got- Is it attainable things you can, you can make? Uh the best thing about it, it is, but it also isn't. There's plenty of recipes that won't work. But I mean, one of the recipes is a tomato sandwich. So nice. like yeah. everyone can do that. Yeah. But like it's one of those like a childhood joy that yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that, w- that was actually one of Yepes. I, I might be wrong there. but um, So Yepes, for people that don't know, Evil Twin. Yes. Right. He was there to also sign the copies of the books. So we got ours signed and we probably chatted to Dan for maybe 10 minutes. He was so warm and friendly and prepared to... Have a chat too. I don't think people behind us were that happy about it, but um, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a great night. I couldn't recommend doing a, a function or event at Stomping Ground enough. They're, awesome. really, they, they're good at what they do. So my equivalent to that was the Ides dinner, um, Ides and Stone and Wood. So Ides is a restaurant here in Melbourne on Smith Street. Ex-Attica, uh, I think he was the head chef at Attica under, obviously, under ben. ben. And it was, yeah, with Stone and Wood, um, I got it. I didn't pay for it. I was because I hosted some events for Good Beer Week team, and they said pick some events to go to, you know, as, a, as freebies. And I just said, just give me that one. That's all I want to go to because uh, I'd wanted to go to that that restaurant for a while. And I figured Stonewood were gonna, you know, Stonewood beers are great quality, of course. 
the food was, to be honest, I can't remember the beers, and that's no not to take away from the beers. They were all really good. There was yep. a couple of like barreled stuff and funky stuff that you know Stone Water are playing around with, but the food was highlight insane. dishes. Ah, oh, um, lettuce, just lettuce heart. Yeah, the heart of a lettuce. It's the bit one of the best things, if not. It's in my top ten things I've ever eaten in my life. Why? Uh, so it was just basically it came out on a bed of ice, and it was a the middle of a lettuce, but it had like chili salt or chili and salt. Um, I think there was maybe some fish sauce, maybe some tamarind, just kind of scattered through, you know, draped lovingly over, and you just kind of ate it, and it was the crunchiest, most tastiest thing you've ever had. Nice. Um, they also did a lamb dish, which was like. Lamb neck, slow cooked, but it was uh, covered in parsley. And as it cooked, you know when you you do gravy and you scrape the the shit off the bottom of the sure. pan. That's what that parsley created on top of the right. the lamb, and it was stunning. They did a clear, a completely clear pumpkin soup with prawn tails and fennel, and just little fennel chips on top. Don't know how they made the pumpkin soup so All clear right. and so tasty. Was it magic? I'm assuming magic. Okay. Yeah, that was the only only option. They weren't complicated dishes. I wouldn't know how to achieve them, but they were really considered. Like, yeah, there was no foam. There was no deconstructed. Yeah, it was just well done food. Like exactly what you want from a fancy dinner. Nice. So yeah, that was an absolute highlight for us. One of the comments that I uh, made to Dan, we were talking about whatever, and he said. I'm not good at plating dishes. I don't know what to, what to do with that. And I said, just noticing, I said, yeah, you sort of just like plate it, whatever you want people to put in their mouths at the same time, you put it together yep. and he lost it. <laughs> like as if like it was the funniest joke he's ever heard. And I was like, glad I made him laugh. But uh, I was sort of just saying a thing that happened. Yeah. What else did you get along to for good beer? We did a little bit, I did a bit of a pint of origin uh Little trail started at the Catfish for the Portland beers. Um, Any highlights? No. Okay. I thought they were. I thought they were good. So who was here? It was Breakside Almanac. Breakside Common. Yep. I I didn't. There wasn't any Almanac on when I was there. Yeah. I had one Breakside beer and one. The, I had the Commons saison, the straight saison, and it was good. But I was like, I was ready for my mind to be blown. Yeah. So yeah. I think I went in expecting too much. I think the Commons Brewer himself says his beers are better in bottle. Yeah, right. With a little bit of conditioning. I had, I had one of them at Catfish. It was good. But I can't remember which one it was. It might have been. Might have just been a straight Pilsner. It's lovely, but not great. But also, I mean, my ex- expectations were high enough. Where the beers on offer were phenomenal. Like the the tap list was unbelievable. But like, I was just expecting my. Mind you, blown a little bit. I thought the price point was good there as well. I didn't. I I was there and I didn't think anything was too expensive. Yeah, no, fair enough for, for small breweries coming from the states. Uh, and then in that run, I then moved along to Foresters and went to the New Zealand. Oh, yep. Um, got a couple of paddles there with some friends, and uh, that was really really strong beers there. Like, I really enjoyed the Cascara Hippie. Yeah, from from uh, Eight Wide. Yep. Um, really delicious. Also, there were a couple of the Chur. Yep. So Behemoth uh, rebranded to Chur. Yeah. In Australia. And it was just it was just 
a pale or an IPA that they had? I don't think I've ever had a bad beer from those guys. Yeah, really delicious. I really enjoyed that. Also, the, the brewer, Andrew, lovely Just dude. good guy? Yeah, yeah, right. Um, He was involved in the eight-wide um, accident with him and Jason. Right. Both of them were in hospital for a while. So it's awesome to see both of them. Back. Crushing it, yeah. 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 Um, but all the beers there were really, really delicious. Then I moved along to Beer Mash uh, for the Scandinavian pint of origin. Scando beers. Didn't really enjoy any of them. Yeah, right. There was a lot of like middle of the road sours on. Yeah, I don't like a middle of the road sour. Yeah, so they were all fine, but um, it was either middle of the road sour. This is really harsh, but it was either middle of the road sour or like way too strong Imperial Stout Barley Wine. Yeah, yeah. I just wasn't a fun tap list as far as I'm concerned. I know a lot of people enjoy like that. If you're distributing beer, people think you have to bring it. And like there's mean? a lot of breweries, you know, there's a lot of breweries in Australia that their core range is locked in. Great. And then they do some, you know, they might do a sour or they might do an imperial stout that doesn't quite nail it. Unless you know the brewery, you know their story and you're, you're sitting there enjoying it. Whereas... If you're sending a beer overseas, you're like, shit, we need to send our, our crazy shit. We yep. just can't send a Pilsner. Yep. So we get that out of context, random imperial stout and go, oh, I don't know, it's fine, but what am I going to do definitely, with it? I definitely think that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was just, it was packed in there. Everyone was, everyone was having a great time. Um, it was also the, it was the night that Melbourne played Adelaide and beat them like against the odds. So like I did notice quite a few people like watching the game on their devices and getting increasingly excited and then uh, it's quite jubilant. So um, great atmosphere, but um, which is – so I had a great time, but uh, I guess that just goes to show that sometimes the beer can take a back seat to just having a good time with Definitely. some good fun people. Um, <clears throat> so then- we, we went along to Forrester's after – Ides yep. for the New Zealand beers as well, uh, Emma and I, and we stumbled into Soren from 8 Wide. Yeah, who's a previous guest, uh, right sitting in this position. And, yeah, literally uh, here. Yeah, yeah. and uh, just a great bloke, yeah. And he was actually doing a tasting there that night, so we, we snuck up into the tasting and tasted Cascara Happy, Pale, a couple others. Pale? Uh, everything was tasting really pale? good. Tropic, oh, right, pale? Tropicalia Pale, okay. yeah. How is it? Really lovely, yeah, oh, lovely. Is, yeah. Uh, and it, it was good. And that's what I kind of like about Good Beer Week is Emma and I were had an amazing lunch, thought let's just go have one beer at, at Forrester's, jump on for a free tasting and that's, you know, I like, I like the That surprise. is sort of what happened, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other, only other event that I went to ticketed was the um, Perfect Pairings event at Three Ravens. That was oh, yeah. uh, Three Ravens, Milk the Cow, ch- Fromagerie. Yep. Uh, they do amazing cheese. Amazing cheese. Avery Coffee, who are... Uh, Jace, Jace is a good dude. A great dude. Uh, and um, Ganache Chocolate. Uh, and that was... It was the, the best pairing event that I've ever done before because I think you will understand and anyone who listened to our Brendan show will understand that... He loves everything so much that like he wasn't gonna fuck around with the pairings yeah. for that uh, yeah. that event and yeah the, uh, I mean it was all magnificent but some of the some of the best pairings I've ever had and then that went also into the coffee the coffees the way the event worked right is it started with um, Brendan and 
Laura from Milk the Cow chatting about their pairings, four cheeses, four beers. T- went through them, bit of a recap. What did you like? What didn't you like? What did you think? This and that. Then it went on to the beer with the chocolate, chocolate flight, chocolate beers, same thing. Chatted to the guy who was, I can't remember what the chocolatier's name was, but he was a character. Yeah. Made me want to go to the Paran place and go buy chocolate there. I'm not really much of a sweet tooth, but like everything, I was just like, oh, must go to that place and get some. Um, uh, but then the coffee uh, element was great because it was, Jace does a blended roast called Plan A that's made up of three different beans blended together. And his his flight was each uh, was like a uh, cold drip of the of each individual coffee, mm. and then the uh, Druid quad from Three Ravens that was a coffee version using the plan a coffee nice. in it and that was ballistic yeah that's the nice. best version of that beer yeah. that ever. sounds like a lot of fun what did that cost uh 60 bucks maybe that's great yeah it was wonderful yeah yeah uh it was a great event great time obviously the place was open afterwards so you could we could continue on and if if we so desired i think i bought some beers and went home and just drank them. It was a great day. Yeah. Great day. That sounds um, like a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I was really happy with that event actually. Yeah. Uh, I'd never seen anybody there before in my life. So Yeah, cool. It was totally different crowd. Yeah. Don't know what the I don't know who the if there was a demo of it. I think it was just people from all over the place just going, Yeah, we'll give this a go. Give yeah, this a go. Yeah. Also fun. done by Ben's Brewery Tours and they were a great host as well. Good oh, goodie okay. bag as well. Oh yeah. Came with chocolate, came with a bag of coffee. Uh, I love a goodie bag. Yeah, absolutely. Came with a milk the cow voucher and a three ravens dark as well. I so like that beer. It's, it's a really, really good, good beer. Yeah. So fun swag, great events. Yeah, I fun. would strongly recommend that. And, it was and like different as well. Yeah, and like not like some of the che- like some of the cheese was legit. Some of the cheese was legit. Like we were talking about how. Um, one of the one of the hard cheeses was was uh, VSOP Repignard, which is Laura's from New York's favorite cheese. She was saying that how with those particular hard cheeses, the better the quality of the cheese, the more the crystal uh, little buildups. And this was like this cheese was crunchy. Yeah, it was that yeah, good. Yeah. So um, so those little crystal buildups. Do you know they're basically MSG? Right. Like Is that why it's so good? Chemically quite similar. I don't know if like technically it's the same, but it's the same. Yeah, right. Pure MSG. Well, I guess that's why it's so delicious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, oh yeah, it was but um it was also one of the events where like at the end of the day totally full. Like even though it was just like little well, platters of just No, just, absolutely yeah. not, but like um real fun, real fun. Couldn't recommend it enough. You, what else did you do? So I went to Sun Moth, one of our favourite bars, with La Sirene, one of our favourite breweries. Absolutely. Again, uh, I should disclaim it was free for me. But, well, no, free entry, but you had to pay for beers. Sure. $5 pots of all the La Sirene beers. There's La Sirene tap takeover. And there was like Urban Pale, 
um, single hop saison. Have we mentioned Urban Pale on the show before? I think that's come up once oh, or okay, twice. Yeah. yeah, single hop. I think citrus saison single hop. Um, yeah, I had that at Gabs. It was delicious. Yeah, yummy, right? Yeah. Uh, their Vin Folly, which is Grenache blend with a another beer like which a you texted me dotingly about. Oh, I think it could be my my favorite beer of all time. Yeah, okay, it's so good. Barrel aged Imperial Praline. I don't know, another beer that was equal to all of those beers. Yeah, right. Uh, and they were all, you know, $5 a, a pot. That's and a good night. Nibbles, you got a free beer on the way in. Um, they had glitchy sort of hip-hop DJs, or not. What does that mean? DJs. Glitchy. Like electronic music, but with a hip-hop broken beat kind of a thing. So it's not, you know, four on the floor, they're doing drum machines live and it's, you know, broken up. Um, and they were fucking awesome. Did you say it's not four on the floor? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, yeah. You know what four on the floor is, right? No idea what oh, that means. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it was. It felt like honestly the coolest event of it I've ever been to. Right. Because like, you know, Sun Moth is a. It's got that Nordic sort of feel. Yeah. That sort of. No, I actually understand that because, like, if you think about a cool venue, Sun Moth is it. If you think about like the, a place where, like, you can go where amazing tap list. Never like with never before seen beers, and they're all like five dollars apart. Yep, amazing. And, and then ambient music like w- w- happened when we recorded with Tofa. Yeah, I like got lost in the music and the, and yeah, the yeah. slideshow they were playing with it, just because it just fit in with the ambient so well. Yeah. Uh, so I can definitely understand. Yeah, that it, feeling. It felt like if I want to be a cool wanker. This is the spot for me, and I do want to be a cool wanker, and that was the spot for me at the that's time. That's why you've got. That's why Goose has his hat. Yeah. <laughs> Who? Any other event to you? That was it for you. I think we're on to Gabs, hey. Oh no! I should give a oh, shout out to the Craft and Co. Oh uh, yeah, you went to the M4 event, right? Yeah. So they had their first launch of their M4 beer. Really good event. Way too much food. Pretty cool vibe. Really good value, but the one drawback, or well, the one kind of letdown, was. There was one, only one Amphora beer. Yeah, right. There was a distilled Amphora beer came up as kind of a, a bonus. And then there was the Amphora beer paired with the same beer in stainless. Stainless, yeah. Um, but they were kind of a neutral wheat beer, both of them. So it's like, yeah, you can definitely pick up the subtlety. But I kind of wanted. Yeah, if it's an Amphora wanted, event, I you wanted want just like three throw, Amphoras maybe or something like that. And yeah. like they said, you know, we did a lot of experiments that didn't turn out. I'm like, yeah, Give me them. Throw yeah. them at me. That, I want to taste that. what doesn't work out. Nice. Um, yeah. But, you know, to the credit, every beer we had, like the pale and the, I think it was a porter, everything was tasting very, very good. They did a distilled red IPA um, Negroni at the start. Yeah. Delicious. So the actual event was good. As an M4 event, I would have. I would have liked a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, maybe Amphora. like it should be a Crafts and Co event and then the fact that you're getting them for a bit is a bit yeah, of a yeah. uh, specialty. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, a lot of fun. Awesome. Uh, I so like Crafts and Co. I like their like ethos. Yeah. Like I, they're a business that I want to keep succeeding because I feel like it could easily not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when you're trying to produce everything, that cannot be easy. Um, I also hosted tastings. They're a lot of fun. How'd they go? A lot of fun. What were uh, some of the highlights? Uh, just chatting to people that weren't too familiar with beer, to be honest. we I did one that was kind of old New World styles with a lot of boat rocker beers. All right, let's just go straight into recommendations. You don't want to do Gabs? Oh, Gabs. 
Oh, what? Yeah, Gabs. Massive. Now, I've written 5,000 words about Gabs. Okay. So, so your Gabs there. Could be hunting soon. Okay. So you tell me about your Gabs because I can't think about it anymore. Gabs might be my favorite event that happens every year. It's so much fun. It's so good. It's like a distillation of everything fun about beer because all the people there that you love, like whether it's your friends that you know are going to be there, whether it's producers that you love from around the country, the element of trying something new as well that you can scratch that itch as well. It's it's the best. It's the best fun. It's so good. Um, can you give me a highlight moment from Gab? A highlight m- moment. Sunday session, I went on the Ferris wheel with, uh, was it Sunday? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. right at the end of the day. Yeah, right at the end of the day, I went on there um, with uh, Steph, my girlfriend, and then come to the top, I'd had enough of taking photos with my phone, so I put it back in my pocket. Not that well. And then let's call it about 10 o'clock on the Ferris wheel clock. It... Came out of my pocket and it fell to the ground, <laughs> and I all but destroyed my phone that day. Okay, uh, that's not, that's, you're not, no, but a it's a funny story though. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a new phone now. We're all good. Um, not too. I mean, like I had a pretty laid back sort of week, so I didn't get. I wasn't too hungover, but I walked in on the Sunday morning. I might have been, and uh, Steph and I got the big platter of Chrissy's cuts. Oh yeah. Which had all the sausages. Sydney-based cold cut or, or cured meat. Yeah, cured meats, sausages. Um, and the sausages, my God. Like I know that on the Friday we had the pork, uh, pork shoulder and crackling sausage in a roll that was fun. But along with that, the camel sausage. Did you, did you get any tra- camel sausage? Camel sausage was delicious. Spicy camel, fantastic. Just a great platter. I reckon the food was a highlight. Yeah, definitely. Oh, food was stepped up this year. Yeah, it was really, really good. Um, I like the fact that. Oh, I mentioned it before. Um, uh, one of the moments just found ourselves at the front of uh, the White Rabbit stall, and this is when we were hanging out with Rachel. I think you fell off somewhere. I don't know. I think I was there. Were you I think there I was for that? By that point, right? Well, we got um, so so the Rachel, the marketing Rachel, manager, from marketing Forget. manager, sort of found us at one stage and just took us on a bit of a. She killed, like, literally, I think, grabbed us and said, "Come drink beer." Yeah, and we and got a little bit of a red carpet experience yeah, of yeah. not having to pay for anything and uh, getting a few beers, and some of which we went through the White Rabbit offerings. Yeah, they were all tasting. Fantastic! Their Gab's beer was really good, even though it escapes me at the moment. Oh, so that was the it was the little creatures bright ale barrel aged with Britannomyces. Yeah, blended with an IPA. Right, delicious. Uh, I haven't actually I didn't try it. Yeah, delicious. Yeah. Uh, Teddy Widow was tasting fantastic as well. Yeah, the red. Oh, uh, they had they had some barrels of unblended red as well. Yeah, that it was all pouring straight from the cast. Yeah, yeah, it was really really. That was a fun place to be. Actually, the one highlight that I didn't mention in the article that I wrote, um, the Modus Black IPA. Yep, Modus Operandi is Black IPA. I've had it in cans since then. It's really delicious. I Yeah, I I like a Black IPA, but I never want to drink a Black IPA. Drank that, I'm like, yeah, I could drink this all day. Modus is still one of those breweries where if they bring something out, I'm trying it. So that was what made me buy a Black IPA, even though I, normally I'd be like, yeah, I'll have one. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
but delicious. Really good. Um, did you have any highlight beers? No, to be honest, I drank a lot of beer, but I didn't really pay too much attention to what I was drinking. That's a good... Uh, um, that's a good. And like, yeah, there were a lot of good beers, but I think, I guess the feral Biggie Juice, New England IPA. Yeah, that, that was a good one. Uh, last I read, Espresso Sour, I loved a lot. The Cider Slushies from Kaiju were delicious. Heaps of fun. I had a couple of notables. Um... I, I mean, we mentioned it on the last show, but I really, really enjoyed the shit out of that Napoleon cider. Yep. Yeah, that, that was, was delicious. Yep. The Big Z from Bad Shepherd was oh, yeah. a Baltic porter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, it was quite aniseed but not in an overpowering way. And that was del- that won a gold medal at the Aber Awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was delicious. Um, I, it's not the sort of beer that I like, but I thought the Stockade Mountie yeah, was, that was good, staggeringly it? on par of what it offered. It tasted like... <laughs> Pancakes. Yeah, pancakes with maple syrup. Yeah. But I also, I guess both of us, we're not a fan of that kind of sweet imperial yeah, stout. But, but I could drink a bottle of that and be not too unhappy with my decision. Well, uh, it was one that I felt that um, the sample size was enough for me. But uh, I also got along to the Tap House last weekend. They put on 20 beers. Like, 20 of the best from Gabs and that was one of them and I had another sample like the Gabs paddle pours are pretty generous so I had a pretty reasonable pour of that and it was just as fun yeah yeah in that in that sort of uh, setting so if you haven't had the Mountie it's coming out in bottles so I would definitely um, snag a bottle of it and try it out awesome because it tastes like pancakes out already yes I think it was out after that day yeah yeah oh I had one more to add but I can't think what it was Oh, any others you want to add about Gabs? I had a great time. At, I reckon Feral do a great job because every year they bring like 10 beers to their stall. So you can always have a good time at Feral. Um, they had a lot of great tasting beers, to be honest. I really enjoyed a lot of their beers. Uh, it's just such a good festival. It is. It is. I had a, gr- I had a great time. It's the kind of place I want to... Just spend time the, drinking. The um, Two Birds Slayer. Oh, yep. That was yummy. Yep. I like that too. Is, did they announce the the winner yet of the People's no, Choice? No, I don't know if they have. I thought that was supposed to be today. Was it? Well, I did not see it. But heaps of fun. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I'll have a somewhat behind-the-scenes article of Gab's. For Good uh, Beer Hunting. Yeah. Coming um, up when, do you know? Uh, maybe this month, but we'll yep. see how it goes. It's 5,000 words, so there's a lot to edit down. Hopefully, sure. um, yeah, should be hopefully this month. Awesome. Do we just want to go straight into recommendations? Uh, sure. What do you got? What do you want to start with? Oh, let's do beer, and then we'll finish on some non-beer. All right. So the beer that I've probably wanted to mention twice now in the show it was a Gab's beer that might be my favorite beer of the festival. The Holgate Cloudy with a Chance of Mangoes nice. was, to me, the standout of those mango beers that there seemed to be an abundance of. Yeah. I think this might be the only one that didn't have any mango in it. Yeah, yeah. It was just the mango New hot e- profile. New England New style. New England style. Absolutely delicious. So it seems like Holgate is- Is it going to really, get bottled? Do you know I anything? don't know, but it's really kicking goals. If there'll be there'll be kegs of it around, so if you go to any Gabs tap takeovers or whatever, I would definitely get a glass of that. But if it comes out in bottles, good lord, mm, nice, delicious, yeah. You social bandit, 
Yeah. I don't even know the weather they have. They're at Mansfield. Mansfield, yeah. yeah. Uh, I had a massive chat to – oh, we both did it. Yeah, the, foresters. the at yeah. Foresters. Um, they're pale – and like it's full dis- – well, not full disclosure, but we got their IPA and their pale on tap at the Bridge Road Brewers Fest. Yeah. One of them – I think it was the IPA was full diacetyl. Uh, Emma had a sip, took it back. They replaced it straight away, gave her the pale. Pale was probably the best beer. Wow. I think that we had all weekend. Good and that experience. was including all the Bridge Road specialty stuff that we had. It was so good. So yeah, Social Bandit, Pale, get on get on board with that. Nice. Non-beer, what do you got? Non-beer. I am going with another Netflix content uh, wonder that we How, how unlike us. I know. Um, fans of the show will know that both of us enjoy the work of Bill Burr in the stand-up space, in the podcast space. Uh, I'm recommending season two of his animated series, F is for Family. Yep. That's just dropped, I don't know, last week or whatever. Uh, I'm maybe halfway through the season and it's it's better. It, they've upped it. It's better than the first season. So if you saw the last season and liked it, you'll love it this time. If you didn't see it, watch them all. They're all there. Um, you can sort of – I think you can turn – you can binge the whole – season of it in sort of five hours or whatever yeah, so yeah. it's very very funny uh and i think the stories are more robust in this season so i felt with the first season you had to it's like a bill burr special it starts off and you're not really sure where he's going and then he every every episode has a reason or yeah, his actions a little, uh, stepping stones yeah, yeah there's a real social commentary even though it might turn you off at points, the overarching commentary with the first season I found was was spot on. Uh, so yeah, cool. I've seen maybe two episodes of that of the new season, and I, I'm keen to to watch the rest of maybe this weekend. So yeah, uh, I'm a huge fan. So uh, get on board with that and give it a watch. What's your non-beer? I'm going to recommend a very very old album uh, from Bill Withers. I think Bill Withers gets overlooked a lot and I'm, I'm having a little bit of a Bill Withers renaissance. I've always been a fan of his music. Everyone knows Ain't No Sunshine. The album that that's off is so good. In fact, it's so good, like, load up the album. The first song, Harlem, is probably my favourite song of his. Play What's it Harlem. called? Harlem. Harlem. Oh, the actual album is called... Yeah, I was asked for that song, but yeah, all right. Uh, Just As I Am is all the name right. of the album. The song Harlem, look it up on YouTube. There's a, a live version. One of the best right. live things you'll see. Well, I've got about an hour on public transport on my way home, so I reckon I might hit that up, yeah. Load up that album, skip Ain't No Sunshine. You know what that We've sounds like. We've heard that, yeah, you, you, okay. you, I love that song, but I'm also kind of bored of that song. The whole album is so good that I think that people need to realise what they're missing out on. Also, I think he just gave up the music industry. He, like, after 15 years in, like, the 80s, he was just like, screw it, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, I'm done. And stopped doing music. And, like, he literally said, you know, it's like a job to me and I don't want to do it anymore. It's also an easy move to make, though, when you probably live the rest of your life off. Yeah, definitely. definitely. But, like, when you look at his live performances, and there's tons of them on YouTube, there's so much, like, pain and emotion in his eyes to just, I guess, cut it off that. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, check out that album. I love that album. So Strong much. wreck. I like it. We're oh, check out the blog post about Patreon. Yeah, we want your money. We would love to be able to. I'd love to be able to make uh, it worth your while. Definitely. And if 
you at any point you think, oh, it doesn't sound that great. A little bit of money, and this will sound a lot better. Too right. And that's what like I want to put the money towards improving yeah, exactly. what we put out. And we also want to be able to get uh, into states to, to Definitely. do some shows yeah. elsewhere. So, um, so yeah, big part of it is money though. <laughs> making better content. And yeah, sure, some of it will buy us a beer. But screw it. We give you a lot of stuff for free. Yeah, we're where, doing. We're trying. We're trying. Where do people find you on the internet? You can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at MelbDave. You can email me, david at Check out the Facebook for pretty much all things Ale of a Time related. That, you could, that could be your first point of call. Uh, yeah, stuff goes everything. up on the Facebook every now and then that we don't put up anywhere else. So yeah, exactly. Out. So I check that out. Um, and then if that wets your whistle, come and see the rest of us at our personal pages. What are your details? At Ale of a Time, everywhere. Everywhere. Just whatever social media you have, except for Pinterest. What about Tumblr? No, I had a Tumblr, but not Ale of a Time. Yeah. What about uh, MySpace? No, I don't have a MySpace no? either. Okay. Yeah, out of time everywhere. And also Hypothopod, um, the hypothetical institute on Facebook and iTunes for my conspiracy podcast. We just did big cats and cats in general. Thanks, Dave. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs>